0: To hate and hate to love. <laughs> oh, Shelby, <laughs> okay. you just lost your job.
1: <laughs> well, that's fine. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Robert. Let's no, I'm just kidding. You take it. it in. No, no, please, please, please. I really don't
0: know it well enough. You go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, you said it. It's fine. This is PSU Wrong. It's Shelby, and we're joined by um, my husband, Rob, who was previously on to talk about how much he loved to watch the clown murder children in it. So now we're back to talk about the soap opera that is Star Wars.
2: The rise of Skywalker.
1: I mean, this is a exciting time for I guess Rob definitely. Matt, maybe. I am ready for this conversation <laughs> to be over because Star Wars has basically infiltrated the entire holiday break um with a bunch of hot takes. And before that it was, oh my gosh, the behind the scenes drama and blah blah blah. And then there was solo a year or two ago and rogue one before that and the takes have just been getting more and more uh intense so i mean that's that's star wars but
2: but welcome back to the podcast rob <laughs> i mean i don't know if shelby is excited to have you but i'm excited to have you back my mom i'm sure is thrilled to be listening to you again <laughs> she was so taken with you in the it podcast so thank you for coming back
0: well hopefully i don't have a sophomore slump we'll see
2: it's hard to say <laughs> <laughs> Um, also Shelby, I don't know if you know this or not, but this is our one hundredth episode of the podcast.
0: Oh what? Oh,
2: yes.
1: that is so magical.
0: What an honor. Thank you.
2: I know, Rob, on this momentous day. I had been planning, I was like, oh my gosh, for our hundredth episode, I'm gonna like come up with uh like a game of questions and ask Shelby questions to see how well she remembers our previous 99 <laughs> episodes but then i was on vacation and i didn't have time and i was like this yeah. episode is going to be so long anyways because star wars there's a million things <laughs> to talk about so i didn't but just know that we have had a hundred episodes of the show which is insane because it doesn't that's even feel amazing. like we've been doing this that long but yeah we have we're successful unreal. yeah yes. well
1: i mean what is your what's your favorite memory of the PSU wrong podcast
2: oh my gosh there's there's so many. I mean, <laughs> the the Taylor Swift Lover episode had some wild moments iconic. in it that I yes. truly, truly love. <laughs> um one of my friends always brings up the fact that we ranked the package so high on our year end <laughs> rankings last year.
1: It's also that iconic. was definitely a
2: yeah, that was definitely a high moment. I mean, people apparently love our Jurassic World episode. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But what Hathaway, are your favorite moments?
1: I think, oh, um, yes. It was a great Leo,
2: one. Will Smith.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, Rob, now's your chance to sing praises to the people who keep bringing you back. So do you have a favorite that you studiously remember?
0: I think my favorite thing about the episode is that Matt keeps doubling down on not watching The Office. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Rob, you're going to get us yeah, more negative reviews. Taste. You can't keep bringing up the office because people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have given us 4 stars regarding this in the past.
1: Maybe that's just oh, really? That's just <laughs> motivation, Matt, for you to get over yourself and give I'm it a try. I'm not watching it.
2: It's not funny. <laughs> that's not my fault. I was given okay, a sense well, of humor that does anyways. not compute with
1: that. <laughs> we should get into this because this week has been a lot of important movie moments including Christopher Nolan Announcing a new movie and a new trailer about something I'd never heard of before.
2: Yeah, I, uh, so he, his new movie coming out is Tenet. Christopher Nolan, last movie was Dunkirk. He also did the Dark Knight trilogy, he did Inception, he did Interstellar. This feels like, I don't, I don't know, it's, The trailer has a lot going on in it. There's a lot of like big name stars in it. Uh, Robert Pattinson, John David Washington from Black Klansmen. But I felt like I really could not understand what this movie was about other than some kind of maybe like spy thing. And also there's like a like going backwards and forwards in time. Did either of you pick up any on any like actual plot points of this
0: movie? I mean, Tenet is a palindrome, I thought. That was the only thing I really took away from the
2: trailer. Oh, Oh. This is why we have you on the podcast, Rob. Just (laughs) bring in these.
0: And you know the other takeaway? I feel like Christopher Nolan, has he had a movie that had a person of color in a leading role?
1: No, this is a big deal. Like ever?
0: Mm. Uh, I can't think of a person of color in any of his movies, at least off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, I think that was a major criticism uh, of his is that his movies tend to be very white, and so people were pretty excited to see this, um, to see this new approach. I guess
0: Morgan, you know, Morgan Freeman. Morgan, Freeman. well, right, but yeah, right. but I
1: think this guy seems. And to all, believe... all of
0: the prisoners on uh, In the Dark Knight, <laughs> all of the <laughs> all the people from the, the jail. Cr- yeah.
2: yeah, you're all right. Of the criminals. Was there coach. no one in Inception? There had to be. There was like fifty people. in that No, movie. it was and a was very nobody. white movie.
0: Oh my gosh! It was a bunch of white guys in suits. Actually, no, they the the chemist was. I think mm. I don't know. Yeah, he, is he from was from the Indian. Yeah. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah.
2: Wow, Christopher, do better. Well, glad he's got John. Well, David now he is.
1: Oh my yeah. gosh, progress! I think he's the main character, right? I that's what I gathered is that.
2: Yeah, he looks like the main character yes. yeah. based on this convoluted trailer. I would say, uh huh. <laughs>
1: I mean, he's called it his most ambitious film, so I think it will be sort of mind-bendy in the same way Inception was. And uh, it seems sort of like, yeah, something sci fi
0: with some sort of time something. I'm getting really like Memento vibes from it, which is exciting because I liked Memento a lot.
2: Christopher Nolan loves time stuff because now that I think about it, like Inception is sort of timey, Interstellar has time travel stuff going on in it, Memento is like told backwards in time, Dunkirk has those weird three time periods that are like overlapping each other, so Christopher (laughs) Nolan, big into time.
1: (laughs) Dark Knight features some flashbacks, so time again featured...
2: Okay, okay, (laughs) Shelby, calm down.
1: Yeah,
2: every movie has time. Did you guys see In Time, the movie with um, uh, Amanda Seyfried and Justin Timberlake? I think about that movie more often than I would care to admit. I thought that was good. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Matt, are you kidding me? You get mad at Rob for bringing up you not watching The Office, thinking it'll get you bad reviews, and then you say that you actually enjoyed In Time enough to watch it multiple times.
2: It was an interesting premise. No. I really liked it. that scene where he's like running towards Olivia Wilde and he has to like transfer her <laughs> time and she's like running towards him. But then they don't and she dies. Like <laughs> she that dies. is a that's that I is an iconic you. film oh moment. Best of the decade. How did I not put yeah. that on our list? Yeah.
1: A perfect reminder that we have to just acknowledge that in this podcast, Matt has bad taste. So with that in mind, should we talk about Star Wars?
2: <laughs> yes. Let's get into it. Let's get into Star Wars. I feel like we should start because this is the first Star Wars movie that we've covered on the podcast. The first one that's come out since the podcast has started. Mm -hmm. And we haven't really had a chance to break down any of the Star Wars universe. So maybe let's just go around and say like, what our kind of connection or relationships with the Star Wars movies are? Like, are we a big fan? Are we not a big fan? Like, where are we falling on the spectrum coming into the Rise Mm -hmm. of Skywalker episode nine?
1: Yeah, Rob, will you please uh, start as our honored guest?
0: I I can't remember a time that I didn't like Star Wars. I, my uncle really liked it a lot, and he had a lot of the action figures. And I had some cousins that also liked it. And my mom was a fan, and so I grew up watching the original trilogy at least relatively mm-hmm. frequently. I was at the premiere of Phantom Menace. I had a toy Millennium Falcon. You know, I had tons of toys, always loved the movies. I wouldn't call myself like a super mega fan. I didn't read like Star Wars Legends or any of that stuff, but I do watch Clone Wars and Mm -hmm. Rebels. And I, in general, really enjoy most of the content that comes out of it. He once
1: read half of an essay about Jar Jar Binks being a Sith Lord.
0: So, oh, I have read that full yeah. <laughs> essay a number of
2: times and stand by it. Yeah, I couldn't get through it.
0: <laughs>
2: <sighs> I could do a whole podcast just on Jar Jar Binks, but we will. Yeah, I'll try to accuse myself yeah. of that and for this episode, Shelby, where do you stand on the Star Wars spectrum?
1: Um, yeah, no, I mean it is something I grew up aware of. Like I, my dad was into it. I have older brothers, I guess, who are maybe into it. I don't know. It was never like a passion, and um. Like, I remember watching the prequels, but it was never like a big, a big part of it. <laughs> they were just movies. And then actually, Rob and I have seen all of the new ones together in various moments. So I um, Ooh. I, I thought I was like, oh, yeah, they're fun. And now this last like movie, well, the last two movies, like the last Jedi discourse and now this Rise of Skywalker discourse has just like really irritated me to the point that I just don't care anymore like I like I'm really (laughs) ready for this whole episode to be over so that I never have to talk about Star Wars ever again because I think people take it too seriously now it, and it's just like, it's too much. It's too much, people. And I just, I can't engage with it anymore.
2: Shelby, if you think that we're going to continue doing this podcast, and <laughs> you will not have to encounter another Star Wars movie well, or a the television series. Well, are
1: over, right? It wasn't that the trailer, it's the end of a story. So let's move supposedly, on to the wrap it up.
2: Supposedly.
1: <laughs> I will say, though, I did like Rogue One. So so that was oh, one well, there you go. in the Star okay. Wars universe that I very much enjoyed. So.
2: So Rob is a super fan, not a super mega fan who does watch <laughs> Rebels and but doesn't read the novels. Yeah. You have seen all the movies but like are on your way out of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Um I found Star Wars as a child through the prequel series. (laughs) Like, me and my siblings really loved those movies and watching them. And then (laughs) I liked the original series fine, but I it wasn't... I was not one of those people who was, like, raised on the original and then watched the prequel and was disappointed. I was one of the people who, like, watched the prequels, thought, oh, my gosh, this is great, and then found the original. was like, oh, this is good, too. (laughs) So I would not consider myself, like, a super fan, but I've definitely seen all of the movies from the first two trilogies like numerous times i've watched all of the new movies i watched the mandalorian i have played a couple of the video games i've never i didn't watch any of the cartoons or maybe i did like those short ones that were on cartoon network like the original clone war ones you know those like the really the really short ones
0: oh yeah like the they weren't they weren't, like, they weren't computer animated. Yeah,
2: they were, like, like hand-drawn. Yeah, animated, whatever right. those were. I watched those. Those were really short.
0: I've been trying to find those. I don't know I where they I think they're are.
2: on YouTube.
0: I could just be, like, ignorant. Are they? Oh, Maybe.
2: Okay. Like, they're all in, like, one chunk, because they're pretty short. Anyways. So, yeah. So, I came into this new trilogy... Like excited about it. I like Star Wars. I would consider myself a general fan. I'm still a fan of Star Wars even after all of this drama. But yes, it has definitely been a lot.
0: Um, Let's <laughs> well, just—I mean, well, of course, you're st- you can't turn your back on it now. <laughs> <well>, Shelby <laughs> <At> is. <this point.
1: laughs> <laughs> well, let the audience know.
0: Um, Shelby never totally
1: faced. Yeah, it. exactly. It was never a part of my identity. It wasn't like, oh, I love Star Wars. You know, like, oh, cool. I'm so. I'm such a cool girl. Like, look at me. I love Star Wars. Well, but, I don't know, if you um, know about this,
2: Shelby, but these new trilogies have the power to ruin <laughs> your entire childhood. So it's probably for the best that you weren't invested <laughs> because a lot of childhoods are being ruined as yeah. we speak. Yeah.
1: Yours most definitely with the absence, the loud absence of Jar Jar Binks, your hero yes. and
2: favorite
1: Star Wars character to ever exist. Is that um, correct?
2: Well, okay. So let's frame it this way. <laughs> As a child, I watched The Phantom Menace and loved Jar Jar Binks and also just loved The Phantom Menace as a whole. I still think it's the best Star Wars movie, which hot take, but I just love that movie so much. And I love Jar Jar Binks. I thought he was hysterical. Mm-hmm. I had like all of the merchandise. I had a giant inflatable blow up chair that was Jar Jar Binks that mm-hmm. I would like sit on all the time. It was great. Mm-hmm. I did not realize until I got you to- played
0: right into George Lucas. I, yeah. I know. I know.
2: <laughs> i was like the poster child for what george lucas wanted to achieve in (laughs) phantom menace i think i was just the right age for it so i did not realize until college that there were people in the world who thought that the prequel trilogy was bad i was like baffled when i got to school and everyone was like no the prequels are bad and everyone thinks that i was like what are you talking about because they're great and jar jar binks is the best character and they were like oh child you're an idiot (laughs) So that's where I like. I'm still always rooting for Jar Jar, always excited about the prequel trilogy. There were multiple times in The Last Jedi and in Rise of Skywalker where they're like, We need to call, send out a distress call to all the corners of the galaxy. And in both movies, I legitimately am sitting there being like, Oh my gosh. The Gungans are coming. Jar Jar is <laughs> coming. This is going to be a great moment. Of course, Jar Jar does not come because Star Wars is like terrified of Jar Jar Binks and anything related <laughs> to the prequel trilogy. But I was excited nonetheless and had my heart broken. Yeah, we even got like we even got the Jar Jar.
1: Ewoks back for Blip. And I you know. Didn't even get Jar Jar.
2: Oh, I was hurts. like, you could not have thrown me a two second scene of Jar Jar in like a. Some one of them 500 spaceships coming in. Like, my
0: gosh. So you are a fan of Jar Jar and also that essay? Yes. Well. So you like Jar Jar? I love Jar Jar
2: Bings. And the. I don't want to get too in the weeds with this, <laughs> but there's a theory online about how Jar Jar Binks was originally created by George Lucas in the Phantom Menace to be the basically the Count Dooku figure that would appear in Attack yeah. of the Clones. And yeah, that he was a Sith, that he was sort of like undercover. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of evidence from the original movie and just kind of like the way that Count Dooku plays out and then also General Grievous in the two and three that just like don't quite make sense and there's this rumor (laughs) that jar jar binks was supposed to be kind of be like undercover and then in the second movie because george lucas loves a twist would show that oh wait jar jar binks has been a sith all along and was (laughs) kind of this like count dooku figure so i believe that that's true and the actor who played jar jar binks has said some things that are like Like, he can't say that that's what happened, but, like, (laughs) sort of hinting at it. And I think that makes a lot of sense because Count Dooku is a weird friggin' figure in the second one. Like, where did he come from? What's going on? And I think it makes a lot of sense if Jar Jar Binks was that character and then people just did not like him in the first movie. So George Lucas got nervous and was like, never mind, we're switching this. We're going to bring in this completely new figure. He
1: bowed down to fan fervor, too, huh? Whoa, this is just a a common issue with each of the trilogies well, then. Well,
2: supposedly, supposedly. <laughs> like, none of this has ever been substantiated, but in my heart of hearts, I think that Jar Jar Binks was a Sith Lord <laughs> and was also my favorite character. So that just contributes uh, to the whole yeah, yeah. glory of the Phantom Menace, that this was being set up and then never achieved, but, like, all of the breadcrumbs are there.
0: uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, that's really <laughs> Yeah, you
2: can read the essay online and be, and have your minds... <laughs> turned that this is actually the thing, and that Jar Jar Binks is a great it's character. It's too
0: long, and it's too absurd. Yeah. No, you, when's the last time you rewatched the prequel trilogy? Because um, I rewatched it the whole every movie over the past like two. I
2: weeks. just watched. Um, I don't think I actually watched Phantom Menace, but I just watched <laughs> Attack of the Clones and Um, uh, Revenge
0: of the Sith. the Sith. That's the third one. You know, Phantom Menace is not as bad. As no, it's so good! Attack of the Clones is way worse. <laughs> yes. And worse than I remember... And then uh, Revenge of the Sith. I like it. Revenge of the Sith is like a real downer. But Phantom Menace <laughs> has the best lightsaber
2: fight. It has the pod racing scene, which is really cool. It's really the o- one of the only movies in the whole nine where the main cast is all together the whole time, which I think is really fun. There's a lot of funny moments in it. I like the new planets that they have. Like, I could go on forever and ever about <laughs> the Phantom Menace. But we are here to talk about The Rise of Skywalker. And I have got us off course enough <laughs> So... Shelby, do you want to walk us through kind of the behind the scenes drama that was taking place with this whole final trilogy of movies? Because I feel like there's a lot of mess to untangle. Yeah, I
1: mean, I guess I hope I know what exactly you're referencing because again, casual fan here but as I understand it, Disney announced a a third trilogy this this trilogy to end the trilogies and they said J.J. Abrams would be directing the first one and they'd have a different director for each other one and at one point Colin Trevorrow from like Jurassic World was um tapped to do one yeah that would have been a hot mess in a different way um so J.J. Abrams did the first one mostly okay but people complained that it was kind of playing it safe it was just like mm, a new hope yes is that right yeah (laughs) yeah it was just like a new hope so anyways he is then he steps back Ryan Johnson gets the second one and he did The Last Jedi, which for some reason was praised up and away about how brave and courageous and audacious and amazing his his story was. Because basically the main point of it is that Ray has nobody for parents. She's a no one. She's just this kid who was abandoned. And like that's a struggle, I guess. And like, wow, what a clever idea, Ryan. And the fan base hated it, like in general, while the critics loved it, the fans hated it. It had a huge difference in like critic scoring versus audience score. And it got so bad that they basically kicked him out of doing the third one, brought JJ back to do the third one. And thus we got Rise of Skywalker. And that is the general drama I, as I understand it. But I'm sure I'm missing some stuff.
0: Was he ever going to do the the ninth movie? I thought they gave him a trilogy. Oh. Well, so so
2: I that. think what happened was that JJ J. Abrams did the first one and then they signed on Ryan Johnson and Colin Trevorrow to do 2 and 3 or 8 and 9, I guess. And that the Ryan Johnson one, you know, the studio obviously thought was good they made it based on a script that Ryan Johnson wrote and it came out the critics really loved it but the audience hated it around the same time that that came out separately i guess Colin Trevorrow's <laughs> script the studio specifically Kathleen Kennedy who's kind of like in charge of the Star Wars movies at Disney did not like it. So they got rid of Colin Trevorrow and sort of in that interim, there was talk about, Oh, is Ryan Johnson going to do the third one? He's sort of like, you know, the critics really like this one. Uh, like he has ideas for the story. Maybe he'll do it. I don't think it was ever officially announced, but everybody was so all the fans were so gung ho against Ryan Johnson that he got given a, separate Mm. trilogy of movies Mm -hmm. that may or may not be made in the future. And that then they called back JJ Abrams to do the third one because the fans in general really liked a force, the force awakens, which Mm -hmm. is seven. So I don't think that Ryan Johnson was ever officially tapped to do it, but yeah, it was kind of like, who's going to do the third one. The wildest thing in this whole process for me is that when they were coming up with this, third trilogy that they had no solid idea for what exactly it would be or through line or like arc for these characters that they were just like oh yeah we'll just pick three directors and they can each make a movie and that's a tri-. like right why do they think that's a good idea i don't know do you have any thoughts on
0: that rob it's pretty insane that the same overlords that yes. are in charge of the marvel cinematic universe didn't think to connect the last trilogy just for everyone's enjoyment, for continuity, for a thousand reasons. I don't know. Yeah, so it's pretty insane that they just didn't connect from the beginning. I don't think you need to give, you don't need the same director for all three movies, but you definitely need to have some sort of plan, and it really felt like they didn't. Like, it felt made up movie to movie, which is insane, With especially with such valuable
1: IP. Yeah, and George Lucas had when he sold it, he given them like an idea for the trilogy, right?
2: Yes. And George Lucas also got like carved out of this. Yeah. (laughs) When he originally signed up for it, I think he thought that he would have a bigger role to play in this final trilogy, and then they sort of like kicked him to the curb and decided that they were gonna do their own thing, which I don't know if he had been here and involved, if that would have been better or worse, speaking (laughs) that he directed the or he was in charge of the prequels, which people generally dislike. But the one thing you could say for the prequels is, like, as a storyline, it <laughs> is moving in a direct... Like, it is Ray. an arced story through those three movies. You're watching yeah. Anakin, like, rise and fall and become Darth Vader. And that's, like, very clearly what's happening. Where in this series, like, with Rey, like, they they couldn't even figure out who she was like in the first movie in force awakens they're like oh yes like who are her parents but we're not gonna say like we'll save that for later then in last Jedi, they're like oh no wait her parents aren't famous then in the last one they're like oh surprise now we know who they are it's like that feels like a very key point for your Mm -hmm. main character that even before you wrote the scripts or anything you'd have been like okay These three movies, they're the story of Rey. She is the daughter of such and such. Or she is this person. Like, this is what she's going to be doing in this trilogy, which they apparently did not do.
1: Yeah, and, like, I thought what was great about The Force Awakens is it was sort of... Yeah, I guess I can see the argument that it's too similar to A New Hope or whatever. But it did re-energize the entire story. And it gave you these really interesting characters in Rey and Finn and Poe that could replace, you know, the original trio. And I thought that would be fun to explore through three movies. But then The Last Jedi instantly separates them. Poe takes a dramatic character shift. And then Finn is off with a new character and then in the new one, they continue to introduce new characters as well instead of honing in on that original trio so that the trio itself doesn't have the same sort of like connection that you had with the Luke and Leia and Han of the
2: original. Yeah, the like the character building. Another thing that I saw people talk about is that uh, Finn really has like four love interests throughout the whole <laughs> thing and none of them really feel yeah. fleshed out at all. They're just kind of there. And it's like... If this was an actual planned out trilogy, he would. there would be some direction to that. Instead, he's just like sort of involved with four different people, but like nothing ever happens with any of them. So it's very strange.
1: Yeah, I'm a big faux shipper. Like, I think they really should have leaned in on that a little bit more. <laughs> I think it would have been interesting and brave and cool. And they had way more chemistry, Poe and Finn than like Ray and Finn or Rose and Finn and whatever else. But before we get into like nitpicking the movie, should we give a general overview just in case someone in this universe hasn't watched Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker?
2: Yeah, Rob, you're the Star Wars fan. (laughs) Give us like a general plot overview of what is going on in this movie, I guess.
0: Oh my gosh, I am so (laughs) bad at this stuff. And the movie itself is kind of bad at giving us an overview of what it's doing. So we show up. (laughs) <laughs> um. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, okay, so Kylo Ren, he's on a planet. He's retrieving that Sith Finder Stone. Yeah,
1: yeah. This, is that what it's finder. called? Wayfinder. Mm-hmm. Oh think.
0: yeah, the Wayfinder. Yeah, a way, a Sith Wayfinder. You're right. Um, he goes to to where where he is. You know what? We should edit this out and someone else to do this I part. I think I'm
1: just getting a little lost in the weeds. I'm no, so, so bad so at summarizing. Generally, the story is, it turns out Palpatine is alive. There's a transmission out to the universe. And so Rey wants to go find Palpatine to destroy him so he can remain the most powerful in the galaxy. And then the... the um, oh my gosh, what is, what is that word? The, the, resistance, the Resistance. The Resistance is also looking for them to kind of figure out what he's up to. Turns out Palpatine is alive somehow. He's been pulling the strings. He's like made Snoke clones. I don't know. And he's like, oh, I have an army for you. And there's like a thousand ships all with Star Destroyers on them. So, so Kylo Ren's mission is to kill the girl and he can rule with Palpatine. But Kylo doesn't want to kill Rey because feelings. And so he goes and tries to convince her again and again to join him on the dark side. And then Rey is on a mission to find Palpatine and destroy him. So she gets together with her friends, Finn and Poe and a couple other players. They're going island, I mean, planet hopping, looking for a sysfinder. And through this process, spoiler alert, she realizes that she is, in fact, the Palpatine Palpatine's granddaughter. And so the struggle becomes figuring out like what's inside of her and what like evil grows there. And if she's always been destined to be a Sith Lord or if she can overcome this. And she tries again and again to convince Kylo that he has goodness in him still. And it eventually comes to an end where Kylo has rejected the Sith life and is fighting side by side with Rey. Rey and him have to face off Palpatine and she eventually destroys him and um, and then Kylo uh, sacrifices himself to save her. So,
0: closure. Just listening to that explanation is kind of exhausting.
1: <laughs> it's a stuffed movie. It's like a, a long the wa- movie, but
0: like watching the movie with all the turns and just it's so convoluted that yeah. it's like, well, let's I talk, let's talk first
1: impressions. Cause obviously we've all been able to think about it, talk about it, maybe see it again, have everyone else's opinions, but sitting in the movie theater, what were your first reactions to this movie?
2: So I had come into this, I feel like I have a fairly low threshold for <laughs> if I enjoy a Star Wars movie or not. I loved Solo. Yeah. I really liked The Last Jedi. Like as long as it's fun and doing weird things, like that's what I think Star Wars is. It's, you know, it's, it's going on opera. these different planets, but it's always like a little campy. It's a little mm-hmm. weird. It's throwing you in these weird situations. The only movie that I really did not like that much was Coming into this one was The Force Awakens just because I thought it was so similar to A New Hope and I was like, give me something new and interesting. So I felt like I was going into this with fairly low expectations, although I did see that the critics generally hated this. Mm -hmm. And I knew that before watching it. I thought this movie was sort of convoluted and Fairly boring, and I thought that there was a lot of like weird plot holes that didn't make sense. It felt like somebody trying to tie the first two movies together in a, some kind of way when they were so disjointed. I, I, For me, the issue wasn't so much this movie as just the fact that they came into this trilogy with no concept or idea of what mm-hmm. was going to happen, and I think that shows all over the place. This movie had a little bit of that ant manning going on where it's like, we're doing this, okay, and then we get to the next step, and here's an instruction. Okay, we get to the next step, and here's an instruction, which I don't love in movies, Um, so I don't know. I found it like, I found it sort of irritating as a whole and kind of bland.
1: You ranked it pretty low, didn't you?
2: Yeah. I mean, because I really like most of the Star Wars movies. Uh So in general, when I like most of them, this one for me was kind of boring in a way that a lot of the other ones, even like Attack of the Clones, which is bad in a lot of ways, I think is more interesting and more fun than this. Yeah. I didn't really love it, but a lot of my family members who are S- Star Wars fans, either bigger or smaller than I am, were very into it. So oh, I don't know. Okay. I feel like I'm I'm with the critics, but like not with the populace, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, Rob. What about you? We saw it twice, but what was your first thought?
0: We did. You know, at first I thought everyone was being a little too hard on the movie because he, I, I just think. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you walk away, you have fun, um, you get some lightsaber battles, you get to see the Force, you get to see some new powers, like with the the little Force visions they were having of each other, and they started like passing uh, mm-hmm. objects through or whatever. But yeah, it, my, my general first impression was that everyone is too hard on this because mm-hmm. it's still Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, this is all with a caveat that there was just bad planning, like mm-hmm. Matt says. I I can't all every underneath every problem is the fact that no one planned these three movies and they knew it was going to be three movies. And somehow this last movie was left to wrap everything up in a way that, you know, I guess pleased people or pleased, Uh, the overlords of Disney. (laughs) Well, and there's
2: been so much backlash on Twitter. Either people really defending Ryan Johnson and The Last Jedi and hating this and J.J. Abrams or the other way around. And I'm like, the fault here lies neither with Ryan Johnson or J.J. Abrams. It lies with Disney and Kathleen Kennedy and the studio. So the whole like pointing fingers to me doesn't really make any sense because like what was J.J. Abrams going to do? He didn't have any
0: game plan and i feel like you can lay it on ryan johnson a little bit (laughs) i mean he just like what what did where did he what was what would his plan have been right honestly in hindsight now that i've seen this i think he should have directed the ninth movie because i don't have any idea what he was doing like episode seven to episode eight It was like we had completely different characters doing things that completely didn't make sense. Yeah. And so, right. So there's someone over him that could have stopped it from happening, I guess. But he still created it and obviously didn't have a plan for it. But they, like, approved it
2: all. And he didn't think that he was going to be directing the third one. They just told him, like, come up with something. And then they were like, yeah, sure, this is great. And also... I think that he was instructed to make it a little bit more interesting because the backlash to the first one was that it was Mm -hmm. too standard. I mean, it got really good reviews and it made a ton of money. So I think in general that was considered a success, but... I think that going into that second one, they were like, okay, Ryan, like you are kind of a big thinker, come up with fun ideas. Like let's do something a little wild. And then he gave them that script and they were like, great, we'll make it. And then it was only later that they were like, oh, never mind. Shoot. Ryan just screwed <laughs> us over. It's like, well, no, you were in yeah. charge.
1: Well, I think Ryan like, Johnson is sort of like a lightning rod for controversy in star Wars. Cause he sort of did reset like the general expectations for better or worse. Like, before Ryan Johnson's take in the Last Jedi, it seemed like everyone was sort of on the same page with like Star Wars as a world and the trilogies as a story following Skywalker and uh, the Palpatine and the drama and the Leia and Han and all this stuff. And then Ryan just kind of it, it did just reset it in a way that some people really liked and like I said, they found it so brave or whatever. But. I wasn't a huge fan of Last Jedi. I don't think Rob was a huge fan, but you liked it, Matt, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I thought it was really fun and did a lot of interesting things, but I like Star Wars best when it's doing weird things. I don't like it as much when it's playing safe. So I think that's why I liked The Last Jedi, Mm -hmm. where this and The Force Awakens were both a little bit like meh to me. But I think that something that we should discuss is that these movies have people have this huge fan base of people who have loved it forever who feel like it's a part of them that it's a part of their childhood Mm -hmm. that it that they have a lot of emotional stakes in it and so for that group of people who is very vocal online very easily upset it's like If you go too far afoot, they're going to get mad at you. So I think the reason why Force Awakens did so well is because it was basically giving them a repackaged version of A New Hope, which is a movie that they already liked. So Mm -hmm. it's like, how do you play with a series that has all of these fans where you're not really allowed to make too big a swings because otherwise they're going to be upset at you. It's different from the Marvel movies, which there's been way more of them, but they were made much more recently. So even people who have been, who have been huge, like MCU fans from the beginning, If they were children, then they're only like in their 20s now. And so I think it has a different weight to it. And there's still and because there's more of them and because they come more often, there's like more room to do weird stuff where this is just like it has so much so such a big stake. And even something like Solo comes along and it's like, oh, well, we're recasting (laughs) Harrison Ford. And I think the majority of people who were Star Wars fans just hated that in general from before it even came out because they're like, this isn't Harrison Ford. Why would you do this? Like, we didn't need this. This is unnecessary. So I don't, it's like a weird, it's weird to come into that world and try to do
0: anything with it. It's important to like try to make a good movie though. <laughs> I don't, oh yeah. So when episode seven came out, I understood, and I think most people could see that it was just a repeat of episode four, and kind of honestly, episode six. Mm -hmm. And so, more than anything, it just felt like they came back, they played it safe, and they were ready for like some sort of reset, some sort of like remix, I guess. I don't know. And ultimately, what happened was just like a really, in my opinion, a bunch of characters that didn't make sense in episode eight. And so, I, I I don't know. The Last Jedi seems like the ultimate misstep <laughs> in that they showed like this real inconsistency in their characters and also like you say didn't plan a- plan anything out really. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think um oh, The Last Jedi I didn't like when I first saw it. I didn't like it when Rob and I rewatched it before seeing the new one and I did not like it when we rewatched it with his family again within a one week period and I think I can see, like, everyone's idea, like, oh, wow, this is such an interesting change of pace. Like, sure, fine. But what bothered me is that, like, Poe's character especially just became this totally different guy for the sake of the plot. And then you had Ray, who was doing, like, nothing interesting <laughs> to me. And then you had Finn, who runs off and basically ruins everything because he has this one stupid plan he doesn't run past anyone else which seems very off character for him and you're introduced to this other character who frankly was not the greatest actress i've ever seen and so it was kind of like a huh this is a weird sidestep for them but i think the um rise of skywalker while i sort of enjoyed the first watch the second watch i was sort of like man This is a slap in the face to Ryan Johnson because J.J. Abrams basically retcons every choice made in the eighth movie. Which, while I can understand the reason to do that because I didn't like the eighth movie, it does make for a very messy finale when you basically disregard an entire chapter of your three-part series.
2: Yeah, and then I think it's also weird... To then have that be the movie that ends your nine movie saga. (laughs) Yeah. But so I guess maybe let's get into some of like the more nitty gritty like things that are going on in this movie or like issues that people have had or stuff surrounding it just because there's so much to talk about. I feel like Mm -hmm. we could talk about forever. So one thing I want to talk about, which I think I wanted to get your opinion on, Shelby, is so this character Rose Tico (laughs) appears in 8. She's not in 7. She comes up in 8 and is sort of like a major character, kind of a love interest for Finn, but like not really. I don't know. She's And like you said, she's not like the best actress in the world. But Mm -hmm. I thought that her character was interesting. In 9, she's basically like relegated to the... The back she's line. Like role, she's yeah. she's she's at the base. She has like a couple things where she comes on and says the line, but she doesn't really have anything to do, which is weird given that
0: she was such a big force in the eighth movie. She's looking up plans for the old Star Destroyers.
1: <laughs> yeah, she Because needs she knows to what's stay. coming.
0: That's what she's doing. She's going <laughs> through archives or something like that. Isn't yeah. that what she says? I, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I gotta stay, I gotta look at whatever
2: So people then watching this were like one, this is a big you know slap in the face to Ryan Johnson because he's the person who wrote her character in originally, and two, like she's a woman of color who's in this cast and they're sidelining her for the sake of you know other people
0: mm-hmm.
2: it came out then afterwards the the (laughs) filmmakers had to like address this issue of why she was not in the movie and they said well most we had given her a much bigger part but all of her scenes were with the CGI Carrie Fisher and the CGI didn't work very well so we just cut them and that's why she's (laughs) not in the movie very much like are you buying this
1: no I mean so I mean
0: so the movie was gonna be like three plus hours yeah
1: (laughs) it's gonna be a lot of one-on-one time with Rose and I hated how they were like oh we were gonna put her with our favorite person in the galaxy Prince says Leia and it's like it's clearly and I think that's what annoys me because again I didn't like Rose's character and I really hated what she brought to The Last Jedi but I also hated the like racist sexist gross garbage that came from the fans after The Last Jedi that drove her off social media that maybe made J.J. Abrams less interested in forcing her onto some screen time I mean I just It was tough because I didn't necessarily need her there, but it did feel sort of dirty the way they played her a little bit. And like, I think even the actress noticed that, I mean, obviously that she'd been written out of the show because on the red carpet during the premiere, someone was like, oh, like, are you pleased with your character's arc? And she just like laughed out loud, like clearly knowing that she was not, she should have had an arc just by the the path that episode eight had set her on and instead she had less lines than dominique coming in to be buddy buddy with his friend jj abrams you know
2: well and it's also weird given that they kind of then come up with a new character who's sort of like an equivalent of her not necessarily but like you could see her character doing a lot of the stuff that this new character does which is weird um i guess then let's also talk about carrie fisher who passed away in between the filming of the last jedi and this they made the choice to basically take a bunch of footage from the first two movies take carrie fisher's head from that footage put it on a new body a cgi like body double body in these scenes in this movie kind of like having a mad lib quality almost to it where she has these like random lines that you can feel the scene being built around so that she can say them. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like this was the best way they could have used Carrie Fisher? Or (laughs) do you think that they should have like done something else with her and princess Leia in the fact that she passed away? I don't know. Rob, do you have any takes on this?
0: I honestly expected them to just explain that she had died somehow in a battle. I mean, and I would have been fine with that. Honestly, I don't, I don't really see. She obviously plays an important part in the plot of this movie, but I would have been fine with her not being in it, to be honest, because we have, we have three new characters now. And I guess this third movie would have been a great culmination of the new characters that Mm -hmm. they've like put all this work and money into really. But they just felt the need to keep Leia around and even bring Han back.
1: Right. That was what was weird to me is it's like Leia didn't end up being the emotional piece for, Kylo in the same way Han was. Like Han is the one who revisits him on the ship and like kind of tells him like you have to like let it go, like change, be better. Which I'm sure they did one because it's too hard to animate Carrie Fisher um to have that speech with him. And so instead there's this weird like I don't know, sort of non moment where she distracts him enough or something. So it was just sort of like again, this is what irritated me in the end is that I really do feel like J.J. Abrams just wanted to do the story he wanted to and like refuse to play ball with what he'd been given. And so I think it could have been a stronger story if it had started out with like, Oh, princess, you know, general Leia has died leaving the three, you know, to figure things out with a fractured resistance and blah, 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 blah. And they could have had interesting moments with either her visiting Ray with a little force magic or whatever. But instead, it just felt kind of like three movies packed into a single one because J.J. J. Abrams wanted to say what J.J. J. Abrams wanted to say.
2: Another thing that I really liked about The Last Jedi is that it leaves you with this moment where everybody supposedly who is within the Resistance can fit on this, <laughs> can fit on the Millennium Falcon. It's like this oh, yeah. very bare bones crew. And I was really excited going into this movie for this kind of like espionage like oceans 11 kind of thing where it's like okay we have a really small group of people but somehow we're going to like get it together to overthrow the the empire or whoever's left of whatever this the first order is uh-huh. and they really just like disregarded that completely by the time you got to this movie it was like oh we got all the troops back like yes yeah. it's like a smaller group but like it's the same size that it is in all of the other movies basically
1: yeah I mean and there's new characters they're aliens so. we don't know
0: how fast they age <laughs> yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> they could be um,
0: just multiplying
1: <laughs> okay I have to talk about this because it's like I said when I first watched the movie I was totally entertained I was fine with it the first time um, except for when we get to this finishing moment in battle where Rey has died and you know sacrificing a life force in this attempt to kill Palpatine and then Kylo shows up and and shares his life force with her to give her life again. And she's resurrected and she wakes up and she sees him and they share this stare. And she's so happy that he's chosen the good side. And then they kiss. And I was so annoyed. Oh, I don't know if either of you had a reaction to
0: that. I did not like the kiss. (laughs) But then I, you know, I've like rewatched these movies way too much lately. And. After rewatching everything, I'm like, okay with the kiss. Uh, Mm. It really didn't bother me that much at that point. In the moment, I kind of like, I think I audibly just kind of let out like a, ugh. Yeah. (laughs) And the person next to me kind of turned to me and was like, (laughs) quiet. But, you know, I guess it makes sense in a way to some people. I could have done without it. I could have used some like dialogue or something other than a kiss, but whatever. It like goes
2: back to, everything though it's like is it supposed to be romantic like who if if this was a plot line throughout the whole movie that there was or this whole trilogy that this was supposed to be a romance like i feel like that was not delivered well enough in the previous mm-hmm. two movies for me to think that that is what's happening here. Like but also why like where did the emperor come from? Why is he back? That there's no explanation for like where <laughs> he came from, what he was doing. He was like a clone or he died like like this that feels like a reach. I don't there's just so many elements in this it's film that seem out it. of nowhere like someone right. just dreamt them up and there's no <laughs> base in the first two movies of this
0: trilogy which I think is basically what happened. It is pretty interesting, like, that whole last scene with the Emperor, they're explaining everything that's happening as it happens. Like, he's like, a dyad in the force, I can, I can just, that's really lucky, I guess I can take all of your powers right now, and now I'm back, you know? And he's like, he also tells her his plan, which is for her to strike him down,
1: which makes
0: zero sense. <laughs> well, it's right, right. Anakin if you want her did. to strike you down, it seems like the way to do it is to not tell her <laughs> how much it's going to benefit you, yeah, and how you'll enter her body with thousands of years of Sith lords <laughs> to rule,
2: yeah. Well,
0: and it's also like, okay,
2: she's trying to defeat him, but if she kills him, then he wins. So it's like, uh, like how? It seemed like, like how Palpatine
1: does- was like. Oh, wait, this is a plot twist. Let me pretend I know what I'm talking about to control the situation.
0: (laughs) It's really bad to strike me down. Don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) I'll win if you do it. It's the reverse psychology.
2: How that last scene with Ray and the Emperor was basically the finale of Harry Potter where it's like they're doing the force push or whatever with the electricity and then yeah. it zaps him. I was like, okay, where have I seen yeah. this before? Oh, in the Star Wars or in Harry Potter. Like Bravo, JJ yes. J. Abrams, for stealing us the a scene from another yeah. franchise. Well, I was just
1: gonna say, I think it's interesting how they did like kind of like even though J.J. J. Abrams had this moment to like finally show like the redemption arc of Kylo Ren. He kind of butchers it because in the end, for the last 30 minutes of the movie, Kylo Ren says absolutely nothing. So he has no moment of like real, I don't know, like truth or like emotion coming out except for this romanticized kiss, which sort of sort of weakens both of their arcs to me because it would have been so much more powerful if they had just like seen themselves in each other. And we're finally at peace with how they had both like overcome uh, each other's weaknesses and their own flaws and like whatever else. And like it just seemed like such lazy writing because they didn't even write him any lines to kind of explore how he feels or what he's done or what he's learned. It's just sort of like, okay, I'm dead now. Like, peace out. Thanks for the goodbye kiss. It was just like all of it felt very thinly drawn so that on second viewing, I was just like, well, this is dumb. Like, this just doesn't make sense. It's just, it's not very well. I don't know executed.
0: Rob, do you have any uh, qualms or issues <laughs> yeah. that you would like to bring up? Yeah, I mean, I I kind of just did that. Just whole last scene where the emperor. There's just so much happening. Yeah, right? <laughs> the space horses. So like... <laughs> yeah, so they're flying in. There's just this giant fleet of uh, star destroyers armed with like. Uh, Star killers with whatever, yeah, kill yes, a yes, star planet, planet or
2: whatever. Everybody can kill yeah, a planet they can... in
0: this. That's a very <laughs> easy technology at this point. Like every ship destroys yeah. a planet, <laughs> right? Then, then the resistance is outnumbered. Then they're not, but then the emperor like shoots lightning up into the sky with like amazing precision and just yeah. knocks E-P-M, out all of E-M-P. the resistance planes <laughs> that are then like falling. But then Ray gets up, fights him again, and it just—it's just like so many little things are happening throughout the entire movie that mm-hmm. it's just exhausting and you never really get time to breathe. Yeah, And like, as much as I did not really like the last Jedi, it has some really beautiful scenes and like some really iconic moments where you're able to actually like take it all in. Right. Like the, mm-hmm. even the beginning when, uh, Poe was like flying straight at the star destroyer or the, it's not a star destroyer anyway. Um, and he has like that little white line following behind him mm-hmm. or the throne room fight or luke skywalker mm-hmm. on uh, on the uh, that salt surface fighting yeah. kylo oh, yeah. that like, you whole get a battle chance to like beautiful. really yeah you really like breathe in some of the beauty of star wars but in this one it's moving so 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 fast mm-hmm. that like you almost can't enjoy it even the the battle where ray uh, stabs kylo mm-hmm. i just I never really got to take it in. And then she immediately heals him. Yeah. And so actually, you know, I'm going to say the the thing that I don't like about this movie is they J.J. The, Abrams does so many things and immediately undoes them. <laughs> like Chewie is killed yeah. in what felt really emotional to me. Even the second time I watched it, I got a little teary eyed <laughs> when Ray is screaming Chewy after she thinks that she's like killed him. Yeah, but then within minutes, like I, I, I don't even know if it's been a full minute, maybe <laughs> seconds. Chewie's alive, and then you're supposed to feel like C-3PO is going to lose his memory, which he's been wiped before. I yeah. don't know what the, <laughs> I, you know. He's a droid, but you know you feel you feel like it's supposed to be an emotional moment. But it turns out R2 has a backup. Yeah, right. Well, and then that, and it's then just, the Carrie Russell uh, bounty hunter. They think she's yeah. dead. Oh, surprise!
2: She's not dead. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that going on in this movie.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of like JJ, as I mean, I like, think what Ryan we're all Johnson coming really around to is a lot that the, the Last <laughs> yeah.
2: Jedi is the best movie of the trilogy. <laughs> I think that we're headed in that direction. Is everybody, that good, is that
1: a good um, a finale? To is that a good note? Like, I don't know if that's what we want to say. It's not that good a movie. That's just my take. But I think we have forgotten to discuss the most um, kind of. Splitting of decisions with J.J. Abrams, which is this idea of Rey's parentage and how she is a oh, yes. Palpatine and does that rob The Last Jedi of its courageous attempt to paint her as a nobody. Um, so, Matt, did you have strong feelings about this? Because you love The Last Jedi, um, so did you feel like that was sort of a lazy twist? You know, I didn't
2: necessarily dislike that she is a Palpatine so much as I disliked where the hell has Palpatine been for the last two <laughs> movies. And then now he's, he's here with no strings. explanation. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. The the whole, like, um, social justice warrior angle of The Last Jedi it was not, like, the reason why I liked that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, um so for me, on doing that and Ray's a Palpatine, like, whatever, another thing that I thought is I think all three of these movies just don't do a good job of, like, making these characters that likable or memorable to me. Mm. Like, I, I felt really no vested interest in Ray throughout any of these three movies like Mm. i did with the characters in the first two trilogies so when if they could have been like you know ray is Watto's second cousin i'd be like okay yeah sure fine whatever (laughs) like doesn't matter to me so i don't know that that didn't affect me at all did you have a
0: strong opinions on it well what matters to me is like that the characters are growing and changing and I, i really don't care if she's a palpatine i really don't i also don't think that's what initially the intention was no mm-hmm. in <laughs> Clearly episode not. seven or episode <laughs> eight and so like what bothers me is that every, every episode is so discreet they're like so isolated and in their own uh yeah they I, I just i think that's what i hate the most and just to go back the last jedi <laughs> i said it had good moments yeah, <laughs> and it had iconic scenes yeah but The characters make no sense. And to me, the characters (laughs) are the most important thing about Star Wars. So I'm just going to say that. Despite that, I enjoyed this. Like There are things about this movie that I did like. I I would say that I still liked it more than The Last Jedi. Mm, Because it still felt like Star Wars and there were still funny moments. I
2: don't know. I I think if we go back,
0: (laughs) you said you liked The
2: Last Jedi a lot more than you liked Rise of Skywalker. I think that's the takeaway that I'm taking from this.
1: I think... um, (laughs) One thing that sort of surprised me that that was sort of a reaction people had was that they were upset that... she wasn't a nobody because they're like oh it, it showed us that anybody could be a Jedi I'm like what are we talking about here like I'm not a super fan but even I know that like the Jedi have been made up of more than just the Palpatine and Skywalker bloodline but that this trilogy of trilogies has always been about the Skywalker family and as a soap opera it makes sense that the same villains come back in the same way so I just I didn't get this idea that somehow that destroyed everything good about the last Jedi's braveness and making her a nobody because it's like, what does that matter? Like this has always been a Skywalker adjacent story, even with the new characters of Ray and Finn and Poe or whatever. She's always been influenced uh-huh. by the Skywalker. So it didn't, I just don't know what people were so upset by. Like, yeah, it's a weak movie. It's has its flaws. JJ J. Abrams clearly did not care about Ryan Johnson and the Disney execs clearly did not care about an overarching theme. But, like, the vitriolic response to this movie has been very surprising to me.
2: So here's a question I have, like, kind of moving away from this movie a little bit (laughs) to try to wrap things up since we've been going on so long. So at the end of this movie, she, Ray like, takes her lightsabers, hides them in Luke Skywalker's old house, Uh and I guess it's sort of like this is the end of Jedi or whatever, um do we think that in 10 15 years someone will resurrect this and do like a new version of this where now ray is teaching the force to somebody new and that there's a new trilogy that is much more well constructed that they have planned ahead of time to try to like salvage this so that the series as a whole ends on a better note or do you think that like there's no way they're ever touching these movies again they might do new they're going to do plenty of new things in the star wars world but nothing that's related to the skywalker saga
0: i think you know i think it'll always go back to the skywalker somehow and I, i what i hope is that they'll just do no more like formal episodes right and yeah, I think they could do more with Rey. She could walk away and like basically start the Jedi Order again in some way, and they could call it its own trilogy. But I don't think it should be episode 10, 11, and 12, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It seems like it should be its own thing, independent of, you know, like Shelby says, this this has like been the Skywalker saga. It's been centered around this prophecy that the Skywalkers are going to bring balance back to the Force, right? And so I would I would hope that they wouldn't just add on more episodes to this, but yeah, in like 20 years, who knows? They're probably going to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. We it's, want spinoffs, not sequels. That's what you're saying.
0: Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And I think there's plenty there. And all the people who feel like they're not special can feel special because...
1: Because <laughs> there won't be
0: Star Wars. They're all spinoffs and they're all <laughs> <Yeah>. important. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still waiting for
2: the sequel to my beloved solo with when Darth Maul is back and you know kicking butt with Amelia Clark. So there's rumors that it's going to happen on Disney Plus. I'm excited for it. I'm praying and that Georgia Binks is also involved. Yeah, hey, Clone Wars season
0: seven, February. (laughs) I heard. You know, I just want,
1: I just want a Finn and Poe romance spinoff like Rob. Yeah, that is not going to ever happen, Shelby. poe wants it too so i'm with him till the end but
2: oscar isaac's great um okay do you want to do a really quick lightning round we're already over time but you know
1: (laughs) sure yes um okay this is a good one you guys kiss mary kill snoke palpatine and darth vader
2: oh wow um okay i am (laughs) oh gosh this is tough. Uh, I'm gonna marry Darth Vader because I think he's the coolest Ooh, yeah. and the yeah. one I would want to That's spend the most answer. time with yeah. Um. oh gosh I mean <laughs> of the t- which version of the Emperor if it's like an early version of the Emperor <laughs> I guess I'll kill or kiss him Snoke is bad in all forms so I think he's dead <laughs> okay.
0: I don't want to see him naked okay. yeah <laughs> I feel like you'd have to kiss Palpatine or no murder Palpatine kiss Snoke yeah, that's Mary what I do. Because you know, he does have a soft side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And mm. and Palpatine's pure evil, so you want to get him out of the way, you know, just kill him.
0: And Hayden Christensen had some abs in the Oh yeah, so an early movie? version
1: of Vader. Well, he wasn't Darth Vader then. He became Darth Vader he, he
0: was yeah. he was, a robot. He was Anakin Skywalker. Well, there is a moment where he is Darth Vader, but he has not. No, <laughs> oh, you're right.
1: So just <laughs> and that, that's the version that's you're instant- married. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: there we go. Wow. Okay.
2: I, I also had Kiss, Mary, Kill, but with Ray, Poe, and Finn.
1: Well, I would marry Poe, and I would kiss Finn, and I would kill Ray.
0: <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> nice. I guess I'd marry. I mean, I'd marry Ray, kiss. Poe, mm. murder, Finn. Wow. Finn's just like all over the place. He's like leaving. He's running away. Yeah. He's, he's like, interesting.
1: He's dull. It's just, you never know what you're going to get with and him.
0: And also, I mean, there's really nothing wrong with Ray. She's like perfect in these three movies. <laughs> she, just, she has like oh, no I found flaws. I her so annoying. <laughs> annoying, but she never does anything wrong. And she's a good person. Yeah, those are the worst type of uh, annoying people. She's good. Yeah. And don't you want to have four sensitive kids? Yeah,
1: look at that. I think so. It could be the spinoff of Star Wars.
2: Yeah, but then they could also be Palpatines. They could go crazy. <laughs> they could be killing me, electrocuting ships out of the air. No, thank you.
0: Kiss, Mary kill, BB-8, the little roly guy, and R2-D2. Wow,
1: this is getting very the... interesting. Um,
0: hey, Solo says that this is a yeah.
1: <laughs> You can have relationships with robots. Um, I... I would marry BB8 and I would I would kiss the anxious new one and I would kill R2D2 cuz he's had enough you know What?
2: What no. Marry I liked R2 kiss the new one kill BB8. BB8's doing <laughs> kill nothing.
0: Kill BB8. For you kill BB8?
1: Man. What is yes. wrong with you? He's like, uh, You're a monster. BB8 R2, is the only R2's good thing. Great. BB-8 no, is, Baby BB8 the only is good giving thing. R2-D2 a run for his money, okay? This is Not what I was going to ask, actually, is who is the cutest? You can only save, save one. You have BB-8, you have R2-D2, or you have Baby Yoda.
2: Oh, Baby Yoda, all day, every day. Baby Yoda is my hero <laughs> and my lifeblood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, Rob, what about Wait, you? Wait, so what was it? It's, yeah, it can only save Wait, BB-8, the... R2-D2, or but Baby Yoda.
0: Matt's right.
1: No, BB-8 is so cute. BB-8 has so much personality. So you'd kill baby
0: Yoda. Do you... I guess I, thought kill I would let him die, I guess. I mean, Yoda's not a human. Whatever, <laughs> he's close enough. He's a whatever. <laughs> he's an organic he's a yeah, you nerd. You I mean, dummy. baby Yoda is the most important.
1: Okay, we don't have to go into
2: baby Yoda like territory. Thing
0: right now the, <laughs> the mandalorian is really
2: the only way i am getting through rise of skywalker the fact that, that show is so good and so fun and so just delightful and campy okay, and that okay, baby okay. yoda is glorious my
1: okay gosh. do you have another um, question
2: my last question is of all of the planets in all of the star wars movies what is the best planet
1: um the rogue one final battle scene oh
2: the the like Tropical it's like planet, like the
1: Maldives, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's where I want to go.
0: It's called like scare Is it Scarif or Scarif? I have I no idea. I, I, idea.
1: I promise you, I don't. Yeah, know. that
0: is beautiful. Yeah, that was my first thought too. Actually, oh, uh, how you know, cute! Endor.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Endor might be nice too, Endor um, because cause... I mean the Ewoks are relatively peaceful. Oh, okay. but yes, yeah, Scarif you. would be nice. How <laughs> dare you
2: not choose Naboo, the greatest planet of all? Queen Amidal is there. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Jar Jar yeah. Binks is there. Yeah,
2: it's gorgeous. They got fields. They got waterfalls. They got huge friggin palaces. Like <laughs> sign me up all day.
1: You're right. That was pretty.
0: It's and Jar Jar. Yeah, Jar Jar and Jar Jar. <laughs> it's a big plus or a big minus, yeah. <laughs> depending on whether you're Matt or everyone else in the. World. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um well given um, okay. the um given the uh, new Instagram filters what Star Wars character do you think you are? Like who do you who do you feel most connected to?
0: Um Jar Jar Binks.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you have that. What about <laughs> you, Rob? Do you have any character you see yourself in?
0: I mean, everyone wishes they were Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. But I don't know. I mean, I relate to uh, Poe just because he's a uh, mm. Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's more just like he's also really handsome. Yeah, yeah. Similar of course, to me. it
1: totally makes okay, sense. Yeah.
0: Okay, this is off <laughs> so I just get it. You know, ego padding territory.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Shelby, do you want to tell us why you're like Princess Leia?
1: No, I would definitely be Carrie Russell's bit role in the Rise of Skywalker. Oh. Just the... <laughs> The nice bodysuit, yeah, yeah. The sexy <laughs> voice, the big eyes—that's me for sure, a hundred percent.
0: Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, and he's a love interest. The- oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!
2: <laughs> True love, and I'm just the Jar Jar nice. Binks. <laughs> yeah, who is your friend? Just the third wheel. So, yeah, this works out great. <laughs> um. Well, we have spent so much time talking about Star Wars. I feel like I we have to wrap this up. Um, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast, Rob, to reaffirm that Last Jedi is the greatest movie <laughs> of this trilogy. Thank you for saying that on the air. Um, hopefully we'll have you Thanks. back again in, uh, to talk about another. Yeah. You're like our go-to guy for these big uh, franchise movies. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it Chapter 2? Yeah. Big yes. franchise. Up. Huge. I, yeah, I guess so.
2: <laughs> it it was a giant. Jo- it was a huge, best-selling <laughs> movie, and the second one was great. So you know, whatever.
0: I'll be back for our bachelor podcast, yeah.
2: right? <laughs> um, to be determined. I have to speak to my lawyers about this. <laughs> <sighs> Um. Um. Follow us on social media. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Send us questions for our mailbag episode that's coming up. Also, um, Shelby, you want to tell them about our cats episode?
1: Yes, we'll be doing a cats episode coming out Monday on my other podcast, Swiftish, which is a Taylor Swift focused podcast. But this week we're making a little bit of a change for a little bit of Taylor in Cats the movie. So. If you're interested in that train wreck, definitely check us out at Swiftish Podcast.
2: So that's three podcasts for y'all in one week. So (laughs) get hyped. Uh, We'll be back next week to talk about the Golden Globes after that. Um, So see you guys around. Bye. Bye.